Jesus is not only the source of certainty, he is the only certainty we need in an uncertain world. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. One thing is certain, and that's that we live in an uncertain world. Now, sometimes those uncertainties are simply trivial. Musk is going to buy Twitter. The offer is being rejected. The offer has been accepted. He no longer wants to buy Twitter. Sometimes it's kind of trivial, the uncertainty. Sometimes it's pretty vital to us. You're set to go on vacation. You have your plane tickets. As long as the flight isn't canceled, the crew isn't grounded, or you don't test positive. We live in an uncertain world that is certain. And it's certainly true that the community of faith has always dwelt in some uncertainty. Uncertainty leads to doubting. It leads to draining times. Sometimes it brings about complaining. On occasion, the flock has complained that its shepherd has wandered. Uh, The students that the master teacher is tardy. The bride that the groom has left her waiting too long at the altar. Some of that uncertainty is started from the very outset of the fledgling community. The banner over my right shoulder shows the group of believers gathered together after Jesus has been raised from the dead. He ascends into heaven. The clouds obscure their view. And what do they do? They just stay there looking and waiting. And you can't really blame them. Jesus had just promised, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back to take you to be with me that you might be where I am. And so that very minute, the countdown starts. Of course, the angels are the ones who come back down out of the clouds. Men of Israel, why are you standing here staring up into the sky? Yes, this Jesus will return to you, even as you've seen him go. But remember what he said to you. The day and the hour is not for you to know. And here we go into a life of uncertainty. Now, I don't know how many of you, maybe this uh, sermon can end right now with an amen, and don't cheat just to have that happen. All right, but how many of you think these have been daunting and draining days the last couple years, right? These are days of uncertainty. And it doesn't seem like they're getting any better, right? I don't know what uncertainty is eating away at you. Maybe it's, you know, how high are interest rates really going to go? And am I ever going to be able to buy a house? Maybe it's how low was the Dow going to go? And am I ever really going to be able to retire? I don't know what uncertainty is eating at you. Am I ever going to get anyone who says yes? What am I going to do now that someone has said no longer? I don't know what the uncertainty is in your life. Maybe it's simply, are we going to go back to restrictions? What's going to happen in the fall with the school year? I don't know what uncertainty is eating at you, but I bet there's something. We live in an uncertain world. 
And in the midst of uncertainty, the author of the letter to the Hebrews says, of this you can be sure, here's one thing of which you can be certain. And then he presents facts about the priesthood and how Jesus is our priest. Now, last week, Pastor Siegert talked about those things. If you weren't with us, you can listen to that on a podcast. But that whole thought is wrapped up in today's reading when he says, our great high priest, Jesus, like the high priest of old, who went into the Holy of Holies. So the people's minds go back to that event where the priest would go into the Holy of Holies. They would no longer see him in there sprinkling the blood of the sacrificial lamb upon the mercy seat. And then eventually he would return and they would know that God is theirs. They are his, his mercy and grace extended to them. The author to the letter to the Hebrews says, how much more so for you and for me? Because our high priest, who has gone into the Holy of Holies, if you will, heaven, that's what he's talking about, our high priest is also the perfect offering. His blood spread upon the mercy seat of the cross. And so we're transported back to that Holy Week event in today's reading. Jesus, upon the mercy seat, the altar of Calvary, the cross, the pure and perfect sacrifice, is the source of certainty for us in an uncertain world. And there's nothing that portrays that more beautifully and wonderfully than that event on that mountain. Now, there were some uncertain convictions of a convict who hung on one side of Christ. I thought you were better than this, Jesus. How is this going to be your end? Can't you save us and yourself? But the certain convictions of the other convict on the other side of him, 180 degrees different, Lord, I know in the end you win. And when you come into your kingdom, remember me. There on the cross, crowned with thorns, nailed to a tree, dying and bleeding, berated and humiliated, suffering, stripped of his clothing and his dignity as well, a mere shell of the man who walked on water, astride a Roman tree, being mocked and and ridiculed, a shadow of the one who was applauded and lauded as he rode into Jerusalem on a colt. There, at the end of his life, the man hung next to him sees Jesus for who he is, the source of certainty in an uncertain world. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And there are a few things for us to take from that reality. The the things that the author of the letter of the Hebrews drives us to. The first is this. Our Our Lord is the master, even when things look like a disaster. If you're ever going through something that looks like a disaster, your Lord is still the master. When it appears the devil has the upper hand, 
uh, when it looks like the world has uprooted God from his throne, uh, when it looks like men uh, have stripped away the lion's strength and left him for a lamb, remember your God is still king and his kingdom, it is yours. Of that you can be certain. You can be certain of this. The eyes of faith, when they open, that's a gift from God himself. There's little chance, I think, that the guys who hung on the cross next to Jesus had been following him throughout his ministry. It's not impossible, I just don't think it's probably the case. And it's not because they committed sins. The followers of Jesus do all the time. And we will continue, sometimes even heinous ones that are punished horribly. Now, I think they probably weren't followers because they didn't allude to any past relationship. Jesus didn't speak to them by name. Maybe they had heard about him and had come to this point. All I'm saying is, I think at this point on the cross, this is the first time they actually have a conversation. And a man condemned to die, bloodied and battered, rejected and ridiculed, weak and waning, this Jesus is identified by one of them as the source of life and eternal life. When the eyes of faith open, you can be certain it's a gift from God. And because that's the truth, you can be certain about this. Don't be so certain that those you doubt can't eventually speak a word of encouragement and power. That cross event, Christ hanging there, it's not John the Baptist who says, behold the Lamb of God, nor John the author who says, the only begotten given for the world. Peter isn't there saying, the Christ, the Son of the living God, nor are the Magi there to present their gifts. It's not some woman who reaches out, if only I touch him, I will be healed, or an old prophetess named Anna saying, look, the redemption of Israel. It's a Roman centurion carrying out the punishment that says, surely this man is the Son of God. It's another convict with but a few short verses left in his life that says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Both of which proclaim to us that Jesus is not only the source of certainty, he is the only certainty we need in an uncertain world. And so when the days are daunting, and they are draining, and they leave you complaining. Remember that your Lord, who has gone into the Holy of Holies, has already verified that his gift is yours. And as certainly as he has gone into heaven, so certainly he shall return once again. And so the church prays the prayer of all the ages. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And so we ask you, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening today. 
A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.